Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful viewers and listeners. Welcome back to another podcast. As always, I'm excited about our guest today. Her name is Diane, and she is an author consultant. She does workshops. She is an instructor at a college. Uh, She really does it all. She writes articles. She's been featured in the New York Times which is pretty amazing. And drum roll, she has also (laughs) appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show. So we are very blessed and excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me, Victoria. I'm happy to be here. Oh, wonderful. Well, there's so much I want to talk to you about. We discussed things like healthy boundaries and also your book, Jumpstart Your Life. But I want to go back to where it all started because clearly you're so passionate and committed to what it is you do. And generally I find with people, there is a reason that they're so committed and passionate. So Mm -hmm. let's hear a little bit about you, please, Diane. And for those of you listening, if you want to check out her website while we talk, it's dianerandallconsults.com. So I'm going to spell that. So it's Diane with one N, Randall. A-L-L, it ends with two L's, consults.com. All right, so back to the question, Diane. Where did it all start for you? Well, my typical answer would have been, it started 20-something years ago working as a single mom, newly divorced with two children, uh, just trying to live a life and struggling and wanting to feel healthier. What I've uh, uncovered is that it really started when I was 19 years old when my sister died. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, she was murdered. And what that set me on was a path of, at that time, you know, you really, you grieve, but you just moved on. (laughs) You just went on with your life. But I noticed that I wasn't happy. I was really depressed, just to speed the story up, but didn't have the awareness that I was depressed. I just knew I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. So fast forward through through my life, I'm, I'm afraid of noise. I'm afraid of crowds. I'm feeling like I'm going to die any day. And I just had no insight as to how her death affected me because I only dealt with the external part of it, you know, grieving yes. and burying her. Yes. But over over time, and through my work to get healthy mentally and physically, I had some awareness that the work and the, and the work of healing from my sister wasn't done. And it just kept coming up and coming up when I'm trying to learn. I was trying to learn how to be a life coach. I was in that program and I just got overwhelmed with all these memories and all these things that came up from my sister, the trauma of my sister's death. And it really took years. So on my quest to get healthy, I realized that it was bigger than that. 
but I just started attending workshops and reading. Didn't know what it meant to be happy at that time. <laughs> Had no idea. I felt in my mind that there was no one representing what a happy life was that was around. So I read books. I went to lectures. I Everywhere I could find something, because there was no internet at that time, <laughs> no, nowhere you can go online. And what I did was I started connecting with awesome spiritual teachers, personal growth teachers, and just really learning that I needed to go within to solve, to heal. Yes. To, to heal all the, the pain that I was experiencing because it did affect my health. At a young age, I had high blood pressure, all the, a lot of stress, undue stress, which mm-hmm. was really affecting my body in a not so good way. Well, it sounds like you were in survival mode, you know, that fight or flight. And that's, you know, very hard on the body. And we now know about that mind-body connection and how that impacts us. So, yes. Yes. So how did yes. you, what flipped that switch for you? And I have a feeling it maybe was was a dimmer that took a little bit to go back onto the bright setting, but... It was a process, just really learning, revisiting my, how I felt about my sister dying. Nobody ever asked me how I felt about that. You know, yeah. I was young and, yeah. you know, especially back then, nobody really asked you how you feel about anything, but just really discovering and uncovering all those feelings I had around my sister passing away, the relationship that she and I had, just constantly revisiting that and talking through that. And I had lots, lots and lots of therapy over the years. <laughs> But just diving into that and really feeling lighter as I've navigated through health and wellness uh, programs and classes, I started feeling better. I started feeling lighter. I noticed I wasn't really depressed. So, oh, this is feeling good. Let me, whatever resonated with me, whether it was a speaker, I would go and just hear that. So I just started feeling better over time. My health got better. All my issues started clearing up. And I always say one thing leads to another. <laughs> started feeling better, started sharing that because people were commenting on how good I looked. Just, I guess my energy was just a lot lighter when people were around me. So just educating myself and soul searching on what it meant to me to have balance and health and really setting a plan and a process to navigate that. So just learning from others, learning from wherever I could get my hands on a book or something, and then just follow, that just led me to other things. Well, you know what I love about what you're sharing is that you took action. And you know, when you said you didn't know what it was to be happy or people around you weren't happy, I think that a lot of us can relate to that. We think, well, you know, I have food, shelter, I have a good job, my kids are healthy, I guess I'm happy. But once we experience that true happiness, that's on a completely different level. And what you shared about those levels of emotions increasing, I do want to encourage the listeners to do what you did and know that you're not going to go from, you know, absolute despair to abundant joy overnight, that you have to do the work to go through those processes. So you're a great example of that. Thank you. It took years. I always use the word, I just started unfolding in different ways. Yes. Uh, no timeline, no pressure. I just kept following that path that 
was helping me to feel better. And sometimes I couldn't even identify exactly that. I just felt lighter. You know, I'm starting to feel happy. I just became more of myself, I think, that that's what happened. And I love that you gave yourself that time. And because I think so often we jump into that self-critical role. Oh, well, you know, it was 20 years ago, whatever it is in our life, maybe it's a divorce or a loss of some sort, or maybe something that even happened in our childhood, or I should be over it by now, or I've been doing my personal growth for 20 years, I should I shouldn't have any problems anymore. And so I love that you gave yourself that grace period to work through that without pressure. Well, I'm not going to say I didn't have pressure, but what I learned along the way is you don't get over anything. You have Mm -hmm. to really walk through it and navigate. And wherever that pain is, that's exactly (laughs) what you need to talk about. Yes. And sometimes we avoid that because it's... It's It's so painful. (laughs) Yes, it's easier to go with more attractive things to work on rather than going to that core issue. So what a great example you've been for that. I want to mention a quote that you said was one of your favorite quotes because you did talk about that evolving and unfolding. So the quote is from Anais Nin, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And you truly have blossomed. (laughs) (laughs) So was, was part of that what inspired you to write the book, Jumpstart Your Life? Yes, it was part of it because being a single mom, I got divorced. (laughs) That happened after doing this process. And I'm stuck in my city. I'm stuck on a in a job that I wasn't really getting paid a whole lot of money, but now I have two children that I have to support. So what I what that book was initially was a about me, a young single mother who steps out of her comfort zone and moves to a new city where she has no support. Mm -hmm. I moved with my two children many years ago, wanting on the path to that better life. Yes. And yes, it was uncomfortable. Yes, it was very challenging. Yes, there was, I was scared, but I did it anyway. So I share in the book that you can do the hard things. Mm-hmm. You can in, in jumpstart your life. We talk about where in your life do you want to make a change, basically. And we take the two changes. We I walk you through uh, the priorities that you have, because if your priorities don't support what you want, then you'll never get there. So we talk Wisdom. about that as well. Yes. Wisdom right about, there, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can so, you say and, that again? If your priorities <laughs> don't match what you want. You'll never get there. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to learn that. You yes. tell people what you want to do, but there's nowhere in your week, in your hour, in your minute, in your day that reflects what you really want. Yes. So I love teaching that because on a conscious level, uh, and I think because we're so busy, we don't think that way. So that's why I love teaching the classes that I do is because I helped us to remind ourselves that you can have those priorities, change those priorities, and I have you create a plan, an action plan with at least two steps. By the end of the, well, this was a workshop as well that I turned into a book, but by the end of the book, by the end of the workshop, you have two action steps that you can take right away. So there's exercises in the book because I 
I walk you through everything that you need. We set affirmations. We write visuals of what we see our life as. I so, love it. So by the end of that, that book, you have some insight yes. as to what you want to do. And you now you can go take these two steps because in the plan that you create, it has to be real. Yes, it does it have to, to be, be real. Yeah. I, I 100% believe that too, that there it has to be a believable plan, a real plan. And um, again, there has to be systems in place to support that or it's not happening, right? So it's, a system, if you get off track, how do you get back on? That's right. And in the end, celebrating yourself. Yes. Not Why waiting. do we forget to do that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because we're just trying so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. But don't wait to the end to celebrate. Celebrate along the way. Yes, yes, yes. I oh, and I forgot in the very beginning, I talk about self-compassion because many of us, we need to give ourselves permission and space to even think that way. That's right. You know, to even right. think about ourselves. So in the in the front of the book, I talk about uh, self-compassion mm-hmm. and just allowing you know, I think yourself that, to walk through this process. Yes. I think that that is even more true, uh, and I hate to be stereotypical, but for women, because mm-hmm. we have a tendency to put everything and everyone else first. And then whatever little shred is left over, if there is anything left over, that's when you know we'll work on ourselves or we'll practice some self-care or whatever it might be. So I love that you've got that right in the beginning of the book. That is yes. fantastic. Yes. Okay, so to, I'm going to repeat the book. And then I want to move on to talking about some healthy boundaries. So the book is Jumpstart Your Life, Step Up out of your comfort zone and create the life and success you desire. You can get that on Amazon. So jumpstart your life. Again, it's by Diane Randall. So Diane, I know you're passionate about healthy boundaries. And (laughs) this, this podcast is being recorded in the beginning of the year. And I know that a lot of people, they have goals and they have intentions that they want to achieve. But if those boundaries aren't in place to support, to uh, help us out, we usually uh, will get sidetracked. So tell us, you know, what are some great tips about healthy boundaries? Not only will you get sidetracked, they just won't happen. I teach a class called Setting Healthy Boundaries because this is so important that we set those clear and firm boundaries so we can take care of ourselves. The first thing I want to say that, especially for women, but men too, setting healthy boundaries is not selfish, it's self-honoring. Mm-hmm. Because if you can set those boundaries and really do the things that make you happy, that can help you improve in the ways you want to improve, then you show up so much bigger and better for the mm-hmm. ones that you love. Absolutely true. And I'm going to interrupt you here if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to say too, this is fresh in my mind because it happened to me just the other day. I was with somebody who was really oversharing and inappropriate. And I thought to myself, wow, she really doesn't have any boundaries. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be the one with my boundaries, not her. I'm responsible for my own boundaries. So can you talk about that a little bit? You're absolutely correct because typically, and this is what happens, we depend on the other person to know where to stop when Mm -hmm. it comes to us. So if, and I always ask people, they say, well, it's okay. Okay, what is it costing you? Mm-hmm. Not to have those boundaries in place. And that's yes. when I get all the answers about 
this happened, that happened, I'm upset. So setting clear and firm boundaries with kindness is what I say. You don't have to be a crazy woman, you know, but that (laughs) happens if you don't set the boundaries. In the scenario you just talked about, it's we have to, te- we literally have to teach people how to treat us. They have to learn where our edges are. They don't know that. So if someone's sharing inappropriately, it's, well, can you, can we not talk about that? That makes me uncomfortable. It's being honest. It's mm-hmm. speaking up. And I know I get this all the time. A lot of people aren't, but then I say, well, what is it costing you not to speak up? Yes. And I'm not saying go and terrorize everybody with it. It's practice. Start with something small. Uh, Just practice. Because the people, I always say the people who are okay with us not having boundaries are benefiting in some kind of way. It's true. It's true. They're benefiting. Yeah. And starting small. And I also like what you said about with kindness. I think that's a really important thing. And they can be, like you said, very simple. I have a a relative in my life that phones me very often. And I have told him very clearly, do not phone me during the workday. And he will violate that boundary from time to time. And I pick up. And my husband says, well, you picked up. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, setting those simple boundaries, you know, saying in this example, saying lovingly to him, I'm not going to pick up the phone during business hours and just honoring yourself in those moments. And like you said before, being graceful too and knowing that there's going to be times, there's going to be exceptions, but this is how you create your success. Times and exceptions. And I talk about this so much. It's like, okay. The first time you're caught off guard, okay, that's the conversation. Not after the fifth time when you're upset and you're about to choke this person. (laughs) Because people will say to me, oh, I'm not comfortable doing that, setting a boundary. But are you going to be comfortable down the road when this happens five, six, seven times and then you're just yelling at this person and you have all this resentment for that person when you could have stopped it? the first time, or at least had that conversation. And I always say you have to have courage. Mm -hmm. Some of these conversations are really, really hard. And I say now, I'm like, yeah, you're teaching that person about when to call you. And like you, I have the same thing sometimes. I I will not pick up the phone because this is an education for that person. I told you, told them not to call me. And they call me anyway. It's like remembering not to pick that phone up because sooner or later, hopefully, they understand, well, you know, she's not going to pick up from nine to five, so I'm not going to call her. That's right. And as we wrap things up, I just want to think about how these great, these great, gems that you've given us. And, you know, just talking about these boundaries a little bit as well, you know, it's so important to have those difficult conversations. Like you said, it takes courage. One thing I tell my clients is it's going to be really uncomfortable, probably for about 45 seconds to a minute, and then it's going to be fine. So would you rather be upset for two years or 45 seconds to a minute? (laughs) It's just, if you put it out there with kindness, that is what you do. And most people will respond with kindness. If they don't, that's on them. That's not on you. Right. So I just want to mention a couple of things again that, that you said, uh, we teach people how to treat us. So important, so important that we feel all of the different levels of emotions and work through the difficult stuff. And again, if your priorities uh, don't support what you want, 
you're not going to get there. And so I love your book, Jumpstart Your Life, Step Out of Your Comfort Zone and Create the Life and Success You Desire. Again, that website is Diane with one N, Randall with two L's, consults.com. And you can find her under the same name at Instagram and LinkedIn. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Any final tip for our listeners and viewers? Well, with all the COVID mm -hmm. craziness, and I'll say that's that, that's a good phrase. It's, it's really uh, centering yourself and really understanding that you don't have to be caught up in that. It's finding that center, things that can support you at this time. Yes. And really finding ways to stay uplifted and yes. building that upliftment around you as we navigate this unknown COVID, which is really, I guess, pushing down our mental health a little bit. Yes. So it's how do I how do I stay lifted at this time and building that fortress around you, whatever yes. it looks like. Yes. Like for it's it's my yoga, it's my spiritual practice, it's being around people that have those conversations that uplift me as an example. Yes, and a beautiful example. And I'm just going to piggyback on that a little bit with the thoughts we think mm -hmm. and whatever people's opinions are on COVID or vaccines or whatever, we can go on a rant in our mind and it can be for a few minutes, it can be for a few hours. And, and I just want to encourage the listeners to uh, be conscious of the thoughts that you're thinking. You don't need to be angry. You don't need to be frustrated in order to believe what you believe. And uh, life is easier. Your mental health is better when you're being conscious of the thoughts that you think and even the words that you speak. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Diane. And I'm going to put all Diane's information in the show notes. And I am looking forward to people connecting with you and as you continue to be an inspiration and lift people up. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.